last time on Down Abbey, Atticus and Rose got married. A World War I memorial was put up that featured Patmore's nephew, Archie, on there, and she was really happy. And also, a new footman was around named Andy. We'll see if he gets involved. And, you know, Robert's looking to sell the Della Francesca. So we'll see how everything shakes out this week on the season finale of season five of Down Abbey. And hello, we have returned. Yes, Dave, we we are here for the... Yes, the, Corey, we are here. <laughs> I must refer to you by name. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know if you listeners can hear. The bir- birds are chirping. Yeah, it's that got, summer weather. The window's open. The spring weather. The spring has sprung. Yeah, I guess, you know, somewhere in the middle. Here we are. Uh, someone informed me that they are re-airing Down Abbey on PBS currently. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know if this has been a thing where they've been airing reruns or not. But uh, if you don't have Amazon and you don't want to pay to watch it, well, there's always the public broadcasting system there for you. Yeah, use your TiVo to to record those episodes. I am curious. Do they show the Laura Lenny pieces on PBS still, or like for the early episodes? I I am. I wonder if they tack them onto the the Amazon. So probably. I think it's probably like the era tag. Yeah, yeah. She's permanently attached to it forever. And the one the next season has the guy from Homeland in it. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and and Mister Selfridge or whatever. Wait, there's there's intros with Jeremy Piven introducing. Uh, no, not introducing, but they show like the masterpiece classic oh. logo. I think Mister Selfridge is in there. Okay, old, old Piven. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Not not don't want him in my Downton. Mm-hmm. Don't need any crossover there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, is there any news we need to report on? I think we covered it last time. Where they're moving to Miami for the, the moving down, from Miami, moving from Miami to, to Boston, shipping up to Boston for that the exhibit. And uh, there's been not much in the way of movie news, exactly. When's this trailer going to come out? I know. I keep fearing that we're going to record this and the trailer's going to drop afterwards. And we're going to be like, well, <laughs> we're not in the same place to record our reactions. Yeah, that's what happened with the, when the movie was announced. We had already recorded the episode and I had to go and do a little preface. Yeah, yeah, Say, yeah. We know. Yeah. So, I just, yeah, don't want to get stuck. I know. I panicked over it. Yeah. I, I was uh, on a plane recently. You were. I was coming home from Chicago. Did you see any of, our, any, of our, any of our fans in Chicago? Yeah, I saw them everywhere. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All in the streets. Nice. And I was, uh, I wasn't like eavesdropping, but I was looking, mm-hmm. and I noticed the woman in front of me was reading a magazine. Yep. That had like, photos from the movie set, and I was like, whoa. And then I'm like, maybe looking a little more, and I realized it was in like a totally different language. Oh, really? It wasn't English, it, but it was you know like. Downton Abbey, movie. And I was like, oh. So some the woman on a plane was reading about Downton it's, it's famous enough that I magazines mean, that are in different languages are, are covering it fan, thoroughly. The fan base is global. I mean, even if you look at our podcast, we have people in every country of the world. It, every single country. I mean... We got a guy in Antarctica working in a station. I'd say, you know, us. out of the 180-something countries in the world, we, we've got, a, you know, about... At least 30 of them. We're making progress. 30? You think so? I think we got upwards of people in 30 different countries listening to us. If you're listening internationally, <laughs> hit us up on the Twitter and just say what country you're listening from. I mean, we do have a lot of people in New Zealand and Australia. I know that much. Yeah. There was one person in Serbia. Serbia? Uh, yeah, there was one person definitely in Serbia, I think. Uh, Russia. We definitely have some listeners. Maybe. The, Rus- uh, the Kurigan descendants. Yeah. And the thing is, we, we don't know anything about these people. All we see is just like ticks on like Sound- SoundCloud or um, now Spotify like showing... Someone listening in this country. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. And uh, what was that website we said not to use? <laughs> Don't use Luminary. Luminary, yeah. I keep hearing it promoted now on uh, more podcasts, and it's like, they're evil. <laughs> nope. Or nope, we'll get nope. Kevin to do our cease and desist. So, yeah. Yeah. But we have a season five finale to get to today. The Christmas special. Does this have a name? Uh, I watched it on the, Amazon, so I didn't see. Was it the Morelands? Something like that? Or was that the last season? Wasn't last season? Last season was called the London season. Yeah, and then there's Christmas in the Highlands. I just know it's been busy for me. My parents are moving and stuff, so I was like, I need to make time to uh, watch this episode. So it was like Thursday night, and I was just dead. And I saw ninety plus minutes, and yeah, a Moreland ho- holiday. That's what this okay. episode is. But this wasn't Christmas, right? No, it wasn't Christmas. This aired on Christmas, yeah. But it wasn't. They they reference in the show. 
Oh no, it is Christmas. There's it a Christmas, Christmas tree in it this ends episode. With Christmas. I don't know yes. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of the the holiday part. It fast does a fast forward in yeah. the episode. This was a this was a tough Yeesh. watch for me because it was you know 90 minutes. I kept pausing and stuff, and I was so tired watching this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was in the uh, like the post vacation cleanse of like cleaning up and doing laundry and stuff. Yeah. So I watched it in sittings. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did like. 45 and then i just finished it yeah i considered that but then i looked at my timeline and it's like actually i won't have any time in the next two days to watch this so powered through do you think that directors of shows like this deserve more credit what do you mean this is a 90 minute episode this is a feature length film yes but the director doesn't get individual credit so like i didn't look who directed this episode on imdb this guy doesn't get like oh he directed a movie but he essentially directed a movie yeah I don't know, maybe he just got a bigger paycheck. I don't think so, though. Really? Like, yeah, the guy, not that Sherlock is a high art, but the, those guys get, you know, like Game of Thrones, same thing. It's yeah, long episodes. Ne- they can negotiate for more money, I assume. I just feel like your credit should reflect that you're doing more work than like an hour show. Well, then look him up on IMDb right now and give him the credit. No. Well, then, all right, then stop complaining about <laughs> it. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, I don't know the inside. If you work in the industry. Yeah. And you're applying for jobs. I'm, this is to our listeners. Yeah. If you work in entertainment, do you know directors that apply for jobs in the film industry and say, I directed the Downton finale? Because <laughs> it's 90 minutes. It's a small pool you're drawing from there. Well, we got listeners in every country. <laughs> I mean, I, not the listenership. I mean, the director pool. <laughs> oh, I, am, I assume we have a... Hey, Steve Spielberg. <laughs> Thanks for leaving the five-star review. Let, let me know what you, you think about this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's just get to the episode. Yep. Going to Casa de Cinderby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a big casa. So I, I was a little confused by the... So Lord Cinderby just inherited, just became a lord? He just got this house recently. Now, what? and the guy who used to live there was Lord Hexham? Mm-hmm. So they go to this house for a like shooting party. Yeah. Which seems like a multiple day sort of event. Mm-hmm. And they they make reference to the fact that Lord Cinderby and the family are new to the home. Yeah, I thought it was like something they they rented it. I thought that... Uh, but was... that, yeah, that wasn't their main home. Yeah. So they're loaded. Because that's like a man... That was like a castle. Yeah. No, that, like, you could fit like three downs within that like landscape. Yeah, that like... looked better than... Uh, what was the, the house in the Highlands? Yeah, Shrimpies. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was beautiful, and this yeah. is more beautiful than that. I know. I wonder. I, I wonder if it's a case for the budget of the show. Like we can't afford to rent this all the time, so let's give it to someone else. You know, we can we can afford Hikler Castle when we want it, but this one can't afford it. Save it for Christmas. Save it for Christmas. This is a Christmas gift. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Cinderby's still a, a bit, you know, of a codger. He's not the most friendliest guy. Yeah, refuses to invite Shrimpy and uh, Susan. And, and go figure. His help stole. Cut off the the same tree there. He, he's just as a uh, rude. But they don't like stole. What do you mean they don't like stole? It seems like everyone is kind of eh about him. Well, everyone like, who works with stole doesn't like. Yeah, Cinderby's okay with the him. impression that I get from them is that stole is sort of the keeper of this house. Yeah, and they don't live at that house, so they don't deal with him very often. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. But when they do, because he, he's in one of the earlier scenes in the show, where he's or the episode where he goes up to. Mm-hmm. To Lord Cinderby, and he says something like, "Yeah, you know, like this is how this should be." And then they're like, "Doesn't he? Does he need to know everything?" Yeah, that's what uh, I think Lady a, Cinderby, whatever her name is, says. I mean, he gets along okay with you know Cinderby because there's like a whole respect thing, I guess. Well, more so on like Stoll has to do that, uh, but we see that doesn't matter later later in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Stoll is a uh, for a one-off character in doubt, and this guy packs a punch this episode for sure especially considering the last act of the episode isn't even at his house he's gone yeah yeah all together uh so yeah he's not getting along with the help and uh well yeah he's not used to having the help around these are all relatively new people that don't like him right and now you add the few downton staff yeah i mean yeah thomas takes exception to this he's like he wants to get one over on him yeah And, and how and also uh so it wasn't clear to me in this episode how mary got wrapped up in this because he's like i'm gonna get one over on him and then also like cinderby somehow like but he's like 
we'll get Mary on the same page. And later in the episode, Mary's like, oh, man, I agreed to let Thomas try and pull some shenanigans or whatever. But we never see that scene where, like, Thomas approaches Mary about doing something about uh, they She talks to Baxter about it because Anna's in oh, jail. Right. So uh, I believe the... Um, oh, geez. He, she, Mary, Mary says to Baxter, mm-hmm. can't Barrow come up with something? Because, you know, that... His reputation is that he's a trickster. He's a schemer. And Baxter says he always has a card up his sleeve. And then Mary says he should play it pronto. He's a scheming and scuffler, you know? Yeah. Back since day one. Since day one. So he hatches actually a pretty genius plan. Mm -hmm. He finds out about one of the helpers or whatever that's not supposed to be around. So he he like passes a note for what the food is supposed to be for delivery or something. Well, he wants to make Stoll look like a fool. Right. So he passes a note that gets its way to Stoll that says that uh, Lord Cinderby wants to eat plain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Stoll, uh, Cinderby's not happy when he gets that delivered on his plate. Mm-hmm. He, he calls Stoll, like, was it, like a fool or something like that? He calls um, he calls Barrow a fool, but he he just lays into Stoll. He's like, Who, whoever told you this, like... Get it together. Right, yeah, because yeah, Stoll says, like, obviously there was a mistake. And he's like, you don't say obviously around me. Like, who are you to say that? Uh, but but uh, it, it, this, it's, I think it's deserved. I mean, maybe yeah. it's an overreaction, but it's deserved considering he's not a regular servant. Yeah, and he just barks at Barrow just because. Like, there's he's, actually Yeah, he no calls reason. him a stupid fool. Yeah, and there's no he's reason like, bring for bring over it. the food, you stupid fool. And that really gets Barrow's. Barrow's. This is very uh, reminiscent of, of Barrow's sort of introduction story in Agent Kate's. Yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like you didn't give me the day off. I'm evil now. Or it's like, yeah, you 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 say something mean to me. I'm just going to go for the throat. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other thing they catch too with um, with this Stoll character is he's not serving uh, Branson like as politely as everyone else. He's making like, no, not as politely. He's not doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like Branson has to go over and get it for himself, which is so funny to me because you know last episode I was saying like Branson looks like he has a bit of a dad bod going on, and you see in this episode like. Robert kind of waves off having crackers, and Branson's like, oh, I'll have that. And then, was it Edith waves off having bread, and Branson's like, oh, I'll have that. And it's like, <laughs> he's he's eating. Let him, let the man eat. He's going through some emotions right now, clearly. Yeah, bunting's gone, Sybil's gone. And, he, and he's looking down the barrel of moving, and yeah, just let him eat. Oh, yeah, geez, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so they catch him during the dinner, like, you're not serving Branson, what's going on, Stole or whatever, and then like, yeah. So he gets drunk uh, later that night, this uh, this helper mm-hmm. and thomas uh that's when he moves in he, yeah because uh stoll says i know some things about cinderby that'll just you know blow you blow you away yeah he seems like a gossip because he knows about branson before they even get there and he says to barrow like how do you even serve that guy yeah yeah, yeah. and it's funny because barrow has been on it's a character beat that barrow doesn't like serving branson either yeah <laughs> but for some reason maybe it's because he's off the juice He's like, <laughs> I'm. He's sticking uh, he, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you can see clearly now that that uh, saline is out of his butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, I just had that visual come back in my head. I wish it was gone, <sighs> man. Well, you did the, the one time Downton shows a he, butt. Yeah, all, half a butt. It's all infected. <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop it! That, that Highlight was of the season. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. So, anyways, though, uh, he finds out something about Cinder B. And the next day they're having like some daytime function and a woman shows up with a child. This is I I I've never been more satisfied in a character's uh d- d- downbringing. Yeah. Than seeing Lord Cinderby's face. Yeah. Cuz you wouldn't expect this from this guy the way they've presented him. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. make any mistakes or anything. He, mm-hmm. he knows there's too much at risk, but he fathered a child from someone else. A woman, a woman named Diana, and yeah. the, and the child is like named after him or whatever. And this is a guy that won't invite Rose's parents over because they're divorced. Go figure. Oh, who do you this think you rich. are? So rich. So, so, so the Crawley clan comes, swoops in, and plays it cool, and gets Lord Cinderby basically off the hook. Yeah, they're oh you, hey, how are you? So nice to see you. It's and like, then everyone tries to sort of. <laughs> Get you know like was it Mary? Uh, does Br- Branson doesn't get involved? Does he? It's definitely Mary and Lord Grantham. Yeah. Whoever helps yeah. him out, uh, I think it might actually be Branson. I forget because yeah. it is a long episode. Yeah. 
But they they tell Cinderby like you gotta be nicer to Branson if you want this. To oh go yeah, Mary, that's what Mary says. Yeah, it, and Stowell is very apologetic to them as well. Yeah, that, no, that's what Stowell's like. I thank you for handling that because he's like, oh no, how did that happen? Yeah, I've allowed for this to happen because so, he was a uh, loose lipped when he was drunk. Yeah, Stowell and and Lord Cinderby are so similar in their tone. Yeah, that I'm having a I'm getting them mixed up in my head talking about them. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. There's not much different between them aside from just where they are in the pecking order. Although I do find it funny how the Granthams, uh, the Crawleys, are immediately like, "Oh, that's probably his child." Oh, this is happening because like they're just so familiar with like soap opera drama in their life. I feel like <laughs> at this point they're just like, "Oh, we we can connect the dots. We know what's going on here." While everyone else is like, "Oh, what's that woman doing here with the kid?" They just know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sixth sense just goes off. Yeah, Robert uh, says, "Oh, crikey!" <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the appropriate response. Well, you see, Lord Cinderby sits down like he had a heart attack. He's like, "Oh God!" Oh man. So yeah, so then he brings whoever it was. Uh, um, oh, it's Rose. Yeah, it's Rose, yeah. Mary, and and uh, Robert. He brings them aside and he's like, "Thank you guys. Like my life would be in ruin." And then he says, "I've learned a lot from this, and I'll start inviting your parents over." It's like, oh, so fathering a child, yeah. out of wedlock, didn't humble you at all. You still had your opinions on divorce. Yep, you have this bastard child roaming the earth. That I assume he's not supporting. I don't well, maybe know. he's financially supporting. He's got money. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about that. But his wife seems so nice. I know. Like, Why would you do it, Cinderby? She looks like a total catch, dude. And I'm being real, being real, real, being respect, real. He is a, a, a dud. old dud man. Yeah, he's a dud. He's no, got like how is he? How's he cheating? I mean, just look at the castle. I mean, that that's really all you got to do is just be like, I know I don't have much going for me, but I got a castle. I got a... And that's not even... That's my side home. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. my, my gun home. Yeah, so we don't even know. We don't even know. So, I don't know. That kind of wraps up the whole Cinderby storyline. Hopefully, you know, that's the last we see of him. He's not a pleasant character. Atticus is uh, kind of a boring character, too. Yeah. He's not very interesting, but I feel like he serves his purpose. I can, He's, see, I can see him growing up to be a dud. He's a nice dud. I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are familiar with people in their lives. You're like, oh, that's such a nice fellow. Man, that guy is so boring, though. Yeah. And that's exactly Atticus, and that's just fine for Rose. So, she, it, why doesn't Rose? Why don't Rose and Atticus? I don't think they have their own home, do they? I don't. Because well, I think Mary to, and Matthew live in. Yeah, well, they're not, are they? Yes, they're going to. Yeah, because he, he got a job in New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. Late, uh, bleh. Mary and Matthew lived in doubt, and I feel like why wouldn't you just say, "Give us the castle, Dad. We'll be here all the time. You come when you want." Uh, I don't know. Maybe that'd Maybe. be crazy. I'd it seems lo- like they were already staying there when you know we saw them because you know the Crawleys go there and Rose is there with Atticus. So yeah, I mean they're there for the hunt. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. No, no, don't S- care. They're moving. Speaking of that, yeah. Do yeah. we? I mean, this is not a. Do we just want to go continue up in this uh, yeah, home? Good. There's good. a. This hunt thing, this shooting thing where they shoot the birds. Yeah. It's not very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, to be honest, when I was watching this episode, I struggled and I thought I may have actually not watched this episode during the initial down run because I could not recollect almost any of this episode. Uh, There's a few moments where I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely watched this before. But yeah, this was, uh, this was definitely one piece where I was like, I don't remember this. I don't mm-hmm. remember them firing at birds. I don't like them firing at birds. With their shotguns, <laughs> massive shotguns, but, and it's it's so weird the tradition of it because it's the man is shooting, yeah. The woman is like there to chat, yeah, and the servant is there to just be there, yeah, loaded up. So strange, what a weird thing, yeah. And I mean, the biggest thing out of this is, um, well, let's just wrap up Rose and Atticus. Nothing happens with them this episode. They're happily married, and apparently they're moving to New York. That's it. Mm-hmm. Good for them. It looks like that whole thing two episodes day where you're saying like maybe they shouldn't get married maybe Rose is having second thoughts doesn't matter they're happy they're moving to New York it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. you got it I wonder well I mean there's nothing in their relationship yeah but Rose is a very important part to the Cinderby thing yeah with sure. uh, Shrimpy and stuff yeah for sure but uh it's all wrapped up though yeah yeah sure I, yeah I don't think we see them again for a while so. Yeah. Spoiler alert: We don't see much more of Rose for a while. She she has to go film Cinderella for Disney and make a bunch of money and have a film career. Oh, spoiler alert! She has a film career. (laughs) Uh, anyways, though, uh, yeah. So Atticus, though, he has a more interesting friend though coming to visit, who's not a dud. 
Uh, and the, an agent that they're not fans of. And already has a movie career. It is Matthew Good. It's I always the first movie that I remember seeing him in is Watchmen. So I always oh, yeah. refer to him as Ozymandias. <laughs> Even though I know he's been in many other things. I'm always like, oh, Ozymandias is showing up. Yeah. Uh, Match Point. Um, Leap Year. Seen that one. I have not seen them. So. <laughs> not, don't see Leap Year. <laughs> no. I, I was aware. I've, I've seen him in something. I can't remember what it was. It was, it was like uh, Watchmen. No, it was a British period drama. I saw him in before that. Well, maybe they go to Watchmen. Was he in the Pride and Prejudice movie? I can't even remember. I don't know. But uh, handsome man. He can shoot a bird really well. Talbot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see he's talking with Mary, and it seems like they have a rapport. Yep. Seems like they're, they're okay. But, they kind of hit it off in a very uh, Blake and Mary way, where he's kind of negging mm-hmm. her. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you're okay about this? You know, he's like kind of like ribbing her a little bit. Well, more so he's just like, oh, you have a husband or whatever? Oh, we lost a lot in the war. And she's like, oh, no, my husband didn't die in the war. <laughs> didn't go that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, maybe, but you can clearly see there's some designs here of like, will Mary go for this guy later on? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only hang up is that he likes fast cars. Well, and I think this is the silliest, the silliest end to an to a character on Downton, where it's, it's like, well, you know, like they get along really well and they're talking, and clearly there's some kind of chemistry. Yeah, and she's like, maybe I'll see you again. And he says, oh, I have an aunt in uh, Yorkshire, so uh, yeah, yada yada yada. They're maybe talking, I'll pop and, by, yeah. and she's like, well, what do you do? He's like, that's a fancy car, and she's like, oh, it's not his, it's mine. He's- and then he gets in the car, and he's like. Like, practically like slides over the hood of the car and just like gets in there and it's just like oh we can see how this is going to be a problem for mary because you know what happened to a man she loved who drove a fast car last time dun, didn't even dun, drive dun. fast he was just he was riding high waiting to see his child well and she don't know he, how fast he was driving yeah he got a fast car he's driving 55 <laughs> that talbot he's got a fast car <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so who knows if mary's gonna go for him because i don't know if she can reconcile being with a man who likes to drive as it's a it's a real hang-up <laughs> you gotta walk everywhere it's just like when you meet someone who's like I, I could see myself with this person i don't know they're really good and then they tell you like i love dave matthews bands like well i don't know i can't do it you I gotta just... throw dave matthews band under the bus <laughs> for me that's a deal breaker if a girl says that's like i don't know if i can date this girl right, hey, sure. i don't know i don't know if she, if she drives fast cars okay yeah i'm into her but it made me wonder, though, what, so with the whole Blake resolution, I guess he's just out of the picture? I well, mean, he's, he, they wrote him off in a way that I think he's, uh, he's indefinitely gone. He was going to Poland, indefinitely. Oh, really? I don't even remember that bit. Yeah, he said he's like, I'm off to, that's why, the epi- the, was that two episodes ago when, when the plan comes together outside the movie theater? So his plan was entirely just to extricate her from killing, uh Gillingham? Gillingham. Gillingham. It's where we've been like... Yep. And that was it? That was... He was just helping. Play. Come on, dude. Hey, he's, got, he's got a new you face. You did man. all he's, the work. You, did, I, you did it all. He's got to go. He don't have to go, Mary's right there. But he had to go to, to you oh, know, record I, the Christmas album. <sighs> that, that's some that's some poor writing, uh, Julian. You do two seasons of building up these two folks, and then you just write one off to go to Poland because you don't have a contract for him for another year? Come on, bro. That is kind of on him. Yeah. That's a, that is a, a fault of Julian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Blake is a good character. Yeah, for sure. And like, what is so different about this Talbot guy, aside from the fact that he has a movie career already? What he got is a trash Matthew Good. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, there's nothing that different from him from the other guys that has courted Mary of the fact that he's like, oh, and this week's Down Abbey, Matthew Good is here. He's a draw, baby. I guess so. All the, all the Watchmen fans tuned in. It's not Watchmen fans, man. It's just because you've seen him in Watchmen doesn't mean that's his entire life. The man is a handsome man and he has an acting career. He, you know, he, he reminds me of like, he's got that Cumberbatch-ness. Sure. Yeah, he's tall. And he's Stiff. like, it, yeah. But he's, yeah. Got, he's got bigger eyes. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not uh, in like a Marvel movie yet. It's funny. Every time I hear Matthew Good, I think of a Canadian band called Matthew Good. <laughs> but there's the no Canadian E listeners. on that. I know. There's no E on that one. I guess it's perpetually always going to get me confused. But who knows if we'll see more of him. I don't know. I will find out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what else is going on upstairs? Branson is uh, maybe pulling the trigger after Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> Move, bro. Move. <laughs> get out the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's going to do it because it seems like he's going. He's they, he keeps teasing like after Christmas I'm going to do it. 
So I think this is it, right? This has to be yeah, it. Yeah, this is this is it for Branson. And we forever. Can, yeah. <laughs> and we keep getting the same tired jokes from Mary, like, oh, I'm gonna be stuck here with Edith. Womp womp womp. Like, yeah. And there was a moment in this episode where there are a couple moments in this episode where Edith is like, You're my only ally, and you're like, Edith, you're coming in pretty strong with Branson. Yeah, go for it. I don't understand why these sisters don't go for Branson. I know he was with Sybil, but he's handsome. He's responsible. He's single. Yep. He lives in your house. Yep. <laughs> He'd free up a bedroom if he just moved in with you. He can change your tires on your car. I know, Edith, you like to drive. That's right. Go. <laughs> Come on. I just love it if all the sisters just get with guys who like to drive cars. It's the and Mary's century. just stressed out the whole time. <laughs> Doing wheelies and stuff like yeah. that. Mudding. They're all mudding. Um but there may be a man for Edith. Who knows? This is another weird thing. The <laughs> agent that they're like, yeah, but we we told the agent he could come, so he's gonna come. Birdie, I didn't even write his name down. Birdie, I, I like that. They all had to do all they had to do was just go hunting one time, and both Mary and Edith have found a potential man after two seasons of being in between or whatever. Here's two guys who walked in her lo- their lives that may be the future. And I like that it it totally plays on brand where Mary has the striking. Mm-hmm. Fast car driving wheel man, and Edith has the the dope. humble like <laughs> perhaps like like I think a bald spot on the back of his head definitely has a bald spot. Yeah, <laughs> sort of like eh, this guy, you know, like you know your your old neighbor that you went to high school with that's still kind of hanging around home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, he can't even find his white tie for the the dancing later or whatever. Like imagine in the twenties when everything is so laid out in bags. This dude's like. I'm just looking at my back seat for my tie. Yeah, and Edith is like, oh, I think I like this the man. agent. Yeah. Oh, we do get a good moment though with Edith this episode with Robert. We're, we got a couple of good moments with Edith this episode. Well, what's the other ones? Um, we'll we'll go to Robert first. Well, he's he's just like, should I tell her that I know Cora? And Cora's like, I don't know. And he's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And it's a sweet moment where you know it's just like. He's just like, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. Like, we should, you know, treat her as if she's no different than anyone else. Like, you know, he's just there for Edith for Marigold. It's like, it's really sweet for it to come full circle like that. And then uh, Branson knows, too. Yeah, he kind of figured it out. He says, he's he's, well, Robert says he sees a lot of, uh, what's his name, Michael Gregson. Yeah. And he's, Edith is, and Edith has her hair down in this, in that scene. Yes. And it's like. Well, she's going to sleep. Well, but you never see Edith with her hair down. She looks totally different. So what are you saying? She looks better? I'm saying, yeah. Yeah? yeah no, okay. She cleans up. She cleans up real well. Yeah, and then uh, when Branson says it, you know, he goes up and he's like, I know what's going on with Marigold. And Edith is, Edith is just like unravels when someone says like, I figured out your stupid secret. Yeah. And, uh, and like, Bran- what could you be talking about? <laughs> Branson says, where I grew up, there were quite a few Marigolds. And it's a nice Whoa. little... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow, Branson. And he, he says, you know, like, my cousin ra- raised their grandchild as their child, kind of. You know, it's a... Uh, and, and you feel for Edith. Yeah. But it, it's, it's so funny because every time someone finds out, she's just like, don't tell Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one thing, you know. And Mary even says in this episode, when they're going away, she's like, aren't you going to miss the kids? And Mary's like, you might as well... Put them in the room and lock them up and let them out when they're 21. Yeah, she she doesn't care. <laughs> there are bad parents. Yeah. I don't understand how they don't play. I know They need to make it known that this is the norm of the time. Mm-hmm. Because, geez, they're terrible parents. They're not there, really. I mean, I guess it's just the life of the rich and famous. You know, they just don't have to be there for their kids. They got people to do the job for them. Yeah, they're always complaining. <laughs> always don't complaining. Don't go that route. <laughs> uh, but is that the all the happy moments you had for Edith? Yeah, I mean, basically, Branson finds out and oh, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Robert finds out and it's cool. But not everything's cool for Robert. No, his angina. Yeah, he has <laughs> chest pains this episode. And he's like, let me go fire a shotgun. <laughs> you know, nothing is <laughs> as good for the heart as, you know, firing at pheasants, you know? Yeah, a little... <laughs> yeah. And that's, that, that, that's that, really it. They're yeah. like, Robert, slow down. Oh, so he can't drink. Yeah. And then at Christmas, he just gets wasted. He's loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he goes to make a speech, mm-hmm. and they're like, stop him from making the speech. Now, did it cross your mind he may reveal that Marigold was Edith's daughter during the no, speech? No, no. Oh, that was definitely <laughs> running through my mind. Like, oh, he's drunk. He's going to say something about Marigold, and then Mary will say something. But, like, 
No, he just wanted to say stuff about how much he loves Branson. Yeah. He's like, I've grown rather fond of you, Tom. <laughs> loves him so much. He's the real fairy tale boy. It's Tom Branson. At this point. Yeah, I know. He really, honestly, he, he, he all the way up, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't remember this moment of Robert getting drunk at all. I don't remember this ever happening. I, I thought this might be the episode that a, a very famous uh, yeah i know that i was happens. like oh this oh, now i remember this episode but no no no, no. so it's a tease it's like yeah. a, the slap bet and how i met your mother yeah You're like yeah. oh it's it's gotta happen yeah we yeah. won't t- say what it is until the episode but if you've watched out and you know what we're talking about yeah so yeah robert's he's drunk enough this episode though and uh it's fine it's fine to see him cut loose yeah good job rob yeah is there anything else going on upstairs? Oh, well, we got... We got a couple of marriage issues. Yeah, not necessarily inside the house, but with Isabel and Violet. Yeah, the old ladies, the the golden girls. <laughs> That's pretty accurate the way to refer to them, yeah. They they got all the jokes and everything, too. Because even when they see them going off to the Cinderbees, they're like, oh, they're going to start firing at the birds? How long until they start firing on each other? <laughs> they're like Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, from the Muppets. Yeah, the two old men in the balcony. Exactly. Um. Well, we we get the resolution in the the Kurdigan. Yeah, Princess Kurdigan comes in. Yeah, she, she, and she is very much a Russian woman. They really make you wait for it in this episode. Like, oh, she's coming. Oh, she's here, but we haven't seen her yet. I like that they show Prince Kurdigan in like a really nice suit, and then he's like, "I borrowed it from theater." <laughs> yeah. And then you see like the violets, like, Ugh. like it's not a nice suit. But Kurgan's looking dapper. I think he looks great, honestly. Like, heck yeah, you should, you know, get down on your knee for that guy. I remember, you should, I mean, he should get down on his knee and you should accept that proposal. Come mm-hmm. on now. But that Princess Kurgan, she, she's full of fire. <laughs> she's like, you, you've done enough, Violet. Thank you for bringing me back. But like, yeah, she's like, remember me? And Violet's like, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but we do get the sense from Princess Kurgan she's not been living well. Like, this is going to be the best night of sleep she's had in a while because she's been, you know, there's no Russia to see. You know, as Isabel says, like, <laughs> I wish I could see Russia. And Princess Kurgan's like, there ain't nothing to see, girl. Ain't happening. <laughs> not going to go. Not going to go. <laughs> but we find out the truth of what happened. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm kind of glad that it doesn't leave the two characters that, that have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a cat fight all those years ago. Yeah. Like, oh, man, it, it sounded like something I want to see a flashback to. Yeah, I would watch that show. So Kurgan tries to get Violet. To, mm-hmm. They were going to elope. They agreed to elope. Mm-hmm. And a loose-lipped servant mm-hmm. told Princess Kuragan. Yeah. And Princess Kurgan came in and whooped up Violet. And she, dr- literally, she pulled her out of the carriage by her hair. Yeah, and she said that she dragged her back to Lord Grantham and then... Isabel's like Lord Grantham must have been shocked and she's like men don't notice anything so good so good but uh, you could get that sense like seeing Princess Kurgan now like oh she could, I could see her whooping up on Violet years ago I could easily see her beating her up um, but the thing is like it's so nice how Violet, Violet's just like well you know what she she saved me she saved me from myself of like making a mistake you know mm-hmm. and I, she says that they're even now yeah yeah, exactly. And can you imagine Violet like living in rags like Princess Kurgan's doing? You know, like. Well, I think it would be more like Prince Kurgan would move into. <laughs> Are you thinking to Downton? Not Downton, the the Crawley House or wherever it is that I think they'd go to Russia where the man is. They don't have any money. <laughs> well, back then, I mean, when she married him. Oh, when she married him. Yeah, yeah. So that's what oh, I thought they'd elope, so they'd go somewhere else. Oh, far I don't know. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the last we see of that. And I wonder if, is this the last we see of the Kurgans? Like, <laughs> I'd watch the spinoff. Yeah, that's got to be fascinating. Like, you run away with with old Lady Grantham. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it was a mistake. It is okay now. Can you yes? imagine that marriage, though, where she just beat up the girl you're trying to lope with and is like, no, you're stuck with me. <laughs> and no wonder he wanted her to stay in Hong Kong or wherever she was dragged to. Yeah. Imagine like, that. Maybe leave her in Hong Kong. Yeah, how happy of that could that marriage have been she, after she that? She is so mean to me. <laughs> Do you think she beats up on him? Oh, on yeah, Chris of course. Do you think she physically beats him up? Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not impossible. He's he's clearly not a morally straight man. No, he's, <laughs> he's trying to woo yeah, Violet, even though he, he's like, his wife may be alive. He's probably like, oh, we're going to track down your wife. He's like, do not do it. Come yeah. marry me. She beats me. Do you need to see the Bruce? <laughs> She's been whooping me for years. Oh, man. Poor Kurgan. Well, well, good luck. 
<laughs> Good luck, man. Married life is rough. See, see you never, Kurgan. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, yeah. Isabel. Mm-hmm. She got a. She wrote letters to uh, Dickie Merton's kids saying, "Like, reconsider this." And yeah. one of them sent her a letter that just said no. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Hey, Violet, why don't we read this together? Maybe you know they came around." And they get deeper in the letter, and he's just like, "I will never approve you being with my dad." And well, all right. And then it fast forwards <laughs> to the Christmas thing, and Lord Burton's like, "Why are you showing me this now?" Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. They wait. She waits months to tell him this. Uh, also, Lord, Lord Merton was there for Princess Kurrigan too, as like, just oh, like, yeah, his backup. Yeah, just as a dope there. Like, okay, I really like Lord Merton. I think he's like. <laughs> I, I feel like Edith has this trend of like dopey men that are yeah. just like. I liked Gregson, but he was probably the high point. Yeah, and I mean the agent. Right. Is a we'll see. We'll see. But you know, Sir Anthony's a nah. Yeah. And it's just Wait, how's this the, guy, Lord Merton, is in that ilk where he just seems sort of like mm. kind of a as you said he, about Atticus. He's just like a good dude, but you really eh, what does he really bring in? But he always has like this perpetual look of bewilderment on his face that never ceases to make me laugh. He's always just like, What? So when she tells him about like, Oh, your sons still don't like me, he's like what do you mean? It's like, have you talked to your sons recently, dude? They don't like her. Maybe you should talk to them some more. He's shooting hoops with his sons. <laughs> yeah. Little Dickie Merton. Yeah. Look, Dad, don't marry her. Look, just send her a letter saying... <laughs> yeah, they're sitting in the, the steam room. They're getting... <laughs> hey, you ever talked to uh, Isabel? No. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. I-, I like that he also gave her... She tells him, like, look, if they don't approve of this marriage, we're not getting married. And then he's surprised later on when they didn't approve, and he's like, so you don't want to get married? She's like, I told you this months ago hmm. in the summertime. But man. she's clearly be- beaten up by it. She's, she's yeah. got, she she's got feelings it. for him. Yeah, she she wanted that, like, lifestyle and everything. Like, I don't know if she wanted the lifestyle. She wanted the companionship. That's true. She wanted that lifestyle of of companionship, but not economically. Now, th- now, how did you read her reaction when Violet teases, like, well, you know who's going to be happy about this? Dr. Clarkson. I, it was, was kind of like, get out of here. Yeah, it was hard for me to parse how Isabel felt about that. Do you think there's intrigue there for her with Clarkson? No. <laughs> she, you, but you think Do you think it, the actor who played Dr. Clarkson watched this episode and he's like, yes, yes, please, cause please. Like, that's the thing. It's just like, if he plays his cards, I, I think Clarkson has a chance there. Absolutely. Yeah. But so why does... Why but he, do, already, pro, he already proposed to her. When did Clarkson propose to her? The episode with Tofton. Did, oh, right. But didn't he fail at doing that? Or no, he did. And she was like, no, nah, I'm good, right? She's like, yeah, but we're friends. Yeah, that's right. He's he took like, a shot. He missed a dun, shot. Dun, dun, dun. Man, what? Come on, Isabel. What don't you see in Dr. Clarkson? He's a catch. Is, is, is he, though? I think he is. He's got a nice mustache. He's a doctor, so he's got money. He does the same. He has the same interest as you with medicine. Well, so did Merton. He's a doctor, though. Merton's just an enthusiast. There's Lord Merton's diff- rich. It's the same as and like Clarkson's a middle class man. But it's it's the same thing. Whereas like Dave, you you know you love wrestling and you like fighting and stuff like that. Your <laughs> your your girlfriend actually does kickboxing and stuff like that. There's a difference there. You you got a girl who does the stuff. <laughs> it takes uh, it up a notch, you know. I just think they're friends. Does your girlfriend beat you? Yep. <laughs> That's why I'm to commiserate with Prince Kurgan so much. <laughs> just cut that from the podcast. No, that stays on. Okay, all right. Um, but I'm just saying, there's there's potential there for Clarkson because he's he actually does the job. He does it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that wraps up upstairs. Yeah. Downstairs, they're cooking broth. <laughs> they they are <laughs> they are uh, because the spra- and, uh, Danker drama carries on. In in fellows is just like let's do something dumb this week <laughs> i gotta fill up 90 minutes of time so it starts with uh the dowager has this like it's like a, a vase or a something that holds broth i don't even know what it is it's a bottle it's a yeah, bottle it's- of broth <laughs> but she's she says oh they used to make me broth mm-hmm. when i was sick and then Danker's like, oh, I could do that. And Sprout's like, oh, can you, can you make the broth? I don't believe it. <laughs> and, and, and then that's like the gauntlet is laid out. Yeah. So Danker goes to Patmore and Daisy to help her out. And they're more than willing to help this woman who got one of the servants drunk a f- couple months ago. But they, she's still terrible at it. Yeah. They make it with her and they're like, you're bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Daisy has the, the bright idea, like, put it in a bottle. And they won't know the difference. And we'll give you the stuff to cut up so it looks like you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, oh, Septimus. 
Daisy botches it. She's like caught outside the house, and Septimus is like, "What are you doing here?" And then he finds the bottle. Yes, yeah, Brad gets it. Septimus Sprat gets it. Tanker is like. <laughs> this might be the best shot is Spratt dumping the broth oh, yeah. down the drain. Yeah. It's like, this is not fair for the challenge. Yep, yeah. And then Danker does it. Yeah. And Violet's like, let me try it. Mm-hmm. And she sits and she's making like a sour face and she's like, oh, it's delicious. Yeah. And Spratt's like, ah, <laughs> can't get it. And it's, it's for the best because Violet realizes, like, I can't have both of them at each other's throats so just like you know keep Spratt in his place a little bit but the, I think she like pl- just knows that Spratt's never gonna quit yeah so she just has fun playing around with Spratt and what do we do we see them at Christmas time still there Danker's getting drunk again getting loaded as she does every episode now <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're fine but are they fine they're not fine he's like maybe you shouldn't be drinking yeah Miss Danker yeah c- cut it back a little bit but it, it's funny though because Miss Danker does she have like a really good tan in this episode, or did I just not notice? She's like really tan. I and think she's just really tan. When they show her at Christmas time, she's even more tan. And it's like, what is Danker doing? What is her secret? I don't know. Yeah, we I don't should know. rewatch Turn of the Screw and see if she's tan in that. <laughs> so that movie we are not watching again with Miss Danker. Um, so that's that storyline. Uh, Carson- I feel like downstairs is a uh- well Carson and Hughes. That's well. Do we want to do that well, now, do, or get no, to that later? Let's, let's do with what kicks off the episode. For some reason, Julian Fellows has a weird fetish for kicking off these episodes with dark places. These Christmas specials, specifically, he did it in season two, where it's like, okay, here's Bates on trial. What better than people opening their Christmas gifts, having Christmas dinner, sitting down to watch Down Abbey, and then be treated to a a view of a prison or a, a courtroom? And it's <laughs> like, well, let's run it back, okay? Let's do it with Anna this time. Again, in season five. It was just the most dour note to open an episode on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary's there to see Anna. Yeah, and Violet asks, there's a scene, like the next scene, they're all having lunch and Mary's not there. And she says, did she bake her a cake with a file in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna's getting on. I th- she may be learning a thing or two in prison. We don't know. Yeah, she. we, we don't get the attention paid to her in prison that we get paid to Bates in prison. Yeah. We're basically getting roughed up. Anna just seems to have a... a Standard go of prison. Right. Whereas Bates was in his element. This is this is something we don't need to see. Wouldn't it be great if it just plays back all the beats where like somebody's after Anna and she's like, my husband told me about this. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's his name? The officer that was there. Oh, uh, yeah. Durant. Durant. He's there <laughs> trying to get even still. Um, so anyways, yeah, they say again, like, oh, there's poor fortune on this family. Um uh, but it's so funny. So we find out that things may not be going well for Anna with this court case. Mm-hmm. We get a Wikipedia's worth of like backstory. Like you can you can just tell as she's telling this backstory, someone's like furiously typing this up on Wikipedia yeah, for Anna's ba- backstory. Fellows is like, let's make this character. I think he thought it would be like, oh, she's more sympathetic now. Yeah, because she's a repeated victim of abuse. But it's kind of just like depressing. Yeah. See, so she as a child, she was uh, abused by her father, and it's yeah. like. Come on, this is awful. stepfather or uncle or something like that. Yeah, and she had to flee pretty much. Yeah, she. She. Uh, well, no, she stabbed him. Oh yeah, she did. I admit, and I then that. Yeah. the mother was like, "Do not snitch. Say that well, this happened." She, she didn't stab him. She cut him. Cut. Well, there yeah. was a knife involved. Yeah, and the police are looking into this file of mm-hmm. Anna's stepfather or uncle or something, mm-hmm. and. They're like, hey, we're reading between the lines. There's a history it's so, of violence. <laughs> it's so funny how these like detectives ch- ch- pick and choose when to read between the lines. Well, I mean, have you seen Sergeant Willis? The guy looks like a dope too. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, they don't have the the top. They don't have Sherlock on this case. They, here. they can't. They can't outright jump to the conclusion that Anna is a victim of Green, the serial rapist. Yeah, but they can take the fact that there was an incident involving a young Anna, mm-hmm. a knife. And a male relative who potentially was abusive. Yeah. And they can use that. Right. Why wouldn't you just jump to both conclusions? I know. And then you have Mr. Murray here, uh, you know, uh, Grantham's uh, Robert's uh, retainer. He's there and he's like, oh, this is a pretty airtight case. I don't know. There's not much you can do. It's like, what do you mean there's not much you can do there? There's barely any evidence against her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what are they, they going to do? What, what, what would Bates do in this situation? Confess to the crime. <laughs> and then disappear. 
<laughs> hobble away. Literally hobble away. Which opens up the my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah. They say, how many pubs are there in uh, wherever they, you know, wherever Bates went that day? Mm-hmm. They say, oh, about a hundred. And Mosley and Baxter take it upon themselves to go to every single bar. Which is a nice moment, by the way. We see Carson and Hughes, uh, Daisy, Patmore, and uh, Mosley and Baxter having dinner at one point. Was, I, was, I love that moment. That was so nice to see them actually, like... Convening as friends or whatever. Well, Carson's like, Daisy is going to be joining us for dinner? And, and Pat Moore's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's nice. So Baxter and Mosley take it upon themselves to go, to, go to every single bar and ask all the bartenders. And they find... So Bates has uh, confessed to the crime, so Anna's let out on bail. Yeah. Bates disappears. Mm-hmm. They find evidence to prove Bates... Innocent, so even though he confessed, mm-hmm. he didn't do it. Well, how did they know it was Bates at the bar? So they mostly went to the... Every cliche about Bates comes up in conversation. Yeah, no, but it's so funny. So they, they have a spare key to the Bates and Anna's like, a house. They give it to Mosley. Can you imagine Mosley perusing your house trying to find evidence to like help you or whatever? Like He probably found Mrs. Stopes' book there and was like, whoa. I what? thought that was going to come into play. Right? <laughs> I thought when they were saying, well, Anna had an abortion... She mm-hmm. had uh, the birth control methods. Yeah. So that proved that she was abused by Mr. Green. But no, don't don't go with the logical route. And God forbid, you know, Mosley, who had a thing for Anna, finds her hosiery there in the house. Oh, gee, come on. I mean, come on, though. I mean, Mosley's snooping around doing who knows what there. He's got, he's, got, uh, he's got eyes for Baxter. I know he does. I know he does. But it's still all the same. It's weird to think that if I were to have a house, Mosley just came in there <laughs> and did his work. Well, I mean, you're fleeing and your wife is in jail. I don't think you really know. But I they just take a picture of Mr. Bates. And just imagine you open up a drawer and there's a photo of yourself. That's, <laughs> that's what Mosley does and there's just a photo of Mr. Bates. Yeah. Like, but, oh, that's the drawer in my house where I keep a photo of myself. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, Dave, if I'm in jail, you're not welcome in my house, man. Even if All I'm, right, then you'll stay in jail. I was going to help you out. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, man. Just not happening. Uh, but yeah, so he uses this photo to go to these bars to find out if they had seen Bates. And the bartender has seen Bates at the one bar. Yeah. And he's like... Yeah, I remember him. He said he had a limp. Or no, he didn't want assistance sitting down oh, even yeah. with his limp. He was a real grump about... And then we started talking about the war. And then he limped out. <laughs> yeah. It's like every character trait about... He was upset because of his wife. He's like this. And it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's got to be base. Who else could that be? But I, I definitely remembered his limp. Yeah. I, I love, though, when Mosley delivers this news to Robert. It's like... Uh, Carson's like, Robert, he has some news. And Mosley's like, yeah, it's about Bates. And Robert gives that reaction gives every time. Bates! As he stands up, like, into action. Like, who else could it be about? Who else could Mosley be wanting to... What, what could be going on in the evening for him to talk to you about? Hey. Yeah. It's good, though. It's good. It's so good. Uh, very good moment for Mosley. Because he doesn't have to do this. He's Like, he says to Bates, like, how can I help? And then Mosley, Bates is like, there's nothing you can do. And it's like, actually, Bates, you're wrong. There was something Mosley could do. But this is, a, this is really good because of Baxter's involvement. Because I yeah. think... The Baxter redemption story, we'll obviously see it play out, hopefully. Sure. And so that happens. And then there, Anna's out on bail, and they say that the person that said that he saw Anna was having second thoughts, mm-hmm. so she probably won't get called back in. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's get the lawyer. Let's counter Sue. Yeah. They had her in jail for something that she didn't do. Mm-hmm. Get her, you know, and I just hate up. The, I hate the thought this may be dragged into season six. So this is a storyline that be started at the beginning of season four and won't be resolved until season six. Like, come on, there's just it's just because Julian, you couldn't find anything else to do with Bates and Anna. Is that it? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, but, but we get a great moment at the end of this episode. <laughs> it, borderline predatorial. Not really. It's just, I don't, it, just the way it, the delivery of it. They're Merry all Christmas. having. <laughs> they're all singing <laughs> Christmas carols, and we see. Batman comes in. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas time is here again. That's me, Bates. And she's, she gets so happy. Yeah. It's like, you know, you confessed to this crime, man. You're a fugitive. Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> it wasn't me. Who's <laughs> the trigger man? What the hell? He's Batman. Yeah, he is Batman. He is Batman. 
Um, and then they like kiss, and they, like a door closes on them. A door magically closes on them. I didn't see if he had his cane. Do you think he uses his cane to close the door? Because there's no one there to close the door. You think he has like the Daredevil cane that can turn into like a nun trucks? I don't know. I don't watch Daredevil. I, I'm just wondering, did he pick up another trick in prison that we, you know, that we didn't see that he yeah, has telekinesis to close doors? I think he walks with a limp, but he can somehow walk quietly everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sneaks better than anybody. Well, everyone's in the show. singing in that, that time, so maybe that's he's when he, saw, like, he saw his moment. He was waiting, <laughs> <laughs> and no hears. one can hear him. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> What's up? Uh, yeah, I like, it's, it's me. And I love that because they had the budget to pay for Mr. Murray this episode. He's there for Christmas. He's there at the Christmas party drinking with everyone. It's like, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, on, he's on retainer. <laughs> yeah, he's on retainer. What if he's he's Bates? He's like, dude, I gotta bring you in, man. Yeah. You can confess to the crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, what are you doing here, man? You know what? I told you what would happen if you escaped jail, Bates. I like that. There's the the thing that happens where he gives Mosley the letters to deliver. Yeah. And they read them, and they're like, these are confessions. He didn't do it. We know he didn't do it. Yeah. But then they still deliver the letters. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they did that. Not only do they open them and read them, they deliver them. Imagine if Bates was just on the lam up in like Ireland or whatever, and they just didn't deliver the letters. And it's just like, where'd Bates go? I don't know. It's so weird. Some of, there's so many holes in this story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, we do get the, the footman Andy is back. Yeah. Because uh, uh, they're still short of a person um, with, with with Bates being gone and everything. So who better to bring in in his place than Andy? Andy, the, what's up, Andy? The guy who got uh, Danker into the club last episode. Yeah. And sure, he's there. Drinking. No. Drinking on the job already. What an idiot. Well, they're all a couple of them are drinking on the but job. Even it's then, a Christmas party. You almost lost your job last time for coming home late and everything. You're going to risk drinking on the job, bro? Yeah. Let him, let him have fun. Sure. I do like that Barrow's like, Maybe we can get Andy. And yeah, he's bring, the one who suggested. And then it, it yeah. smash cuts. Andy, yeah. What's up, Andy? Mm-hmm. Um, but that leaves. There's one big storyline that's left, though. Yeah, this is a this is a big capper. This is like years in the making. This is, I think, this is, it's so emotionally full. Yeah. So Carson, we're we're talking about their Carson and Hughes want to get a house. Mm-hmm. So Carson's like, I'm I'm finalizing this deal, and Hughes is like, I gotta fess up. Yeah, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to explain that she has a sister with special needs that she's been supporting, and thusly she has no savings because all her excess money goes into keeping her sister happy. And yeah. you know, which is a huge, you know, like you know, want to talk about like character karma points. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. He's such a is the best. selfless thing. She says, you know, like, I can't afford to live with her and take care of her myself, so I yeah. have to pay for her to live in a home of sorts. Yeah. And it's like, Hughes, I love you so much. You're, You're the coolest good, character. Too good to be true. Too good. Uh, but yeah, she says, yeah, she doesn't want to go in on a house with Carson because she can't afford it. And then Carson comes in and he says, I bought the house. With your name on it with me. And she's like... Come on, idiot. <laughs> Didn't I just tell you I'm poor? Didn't I tell you like, my life story? Yeah. Give me some space. And then he proposes. Yeah. Like, really earnestly. It's really sweet the way he does yeah. it. Yeah. And she says, of course I'll marry you, you old booby. Yeah. And, and she, it's like, oh. It's so touching. He just grabs her arm, you know, or she grabs his arm. But we don't see them kiss. Well, this is like an arrangement. <laughs> You wonder about that, too, because it's just like, another thing where it's like, especially on a show like this, they've been together for years now, and they're probably like friends in real life. How weird would it be for them to be like, all right, now, Julian's just there on the side, on the camera's like, kiss him. Gotta do it. (laughs) Do it. Come on, man. Just just lean in there, kiss him. That's why I get that feature film director to do it. I like Julian. Is it Vince McMahon (laughs) as Julian Phelps? Yeah, he's barking at them. Just do it. Just kiss him on the lips. Come on, man. Now sneak up on your wife and say happy Christmas. <laughs> Julian. <laughs> Julian, stop being so cruel, man. It's Christmas. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he says to... Uh... Carson goes, will you marry me? <laughs> you. <Hughes. Hughes. laughs> Deep wrestling pull. <laughs> and she says... She goes, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, booby. <laughs> And yeah, so there, there. We'll see. That's one thing to look forward to in season six, among many things. Is like I don't want to see more of this Anna Bates and jail stuff, but I am looking forward to 
a marriage between Carson and Hughes next season. Uh, that is something that for me to keep tuning in at this point. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm a, at my wit's end with Mary and her her string of men. And he, Edith is kind of actually in a happy place right now. The only thing keeping me going right now, I think, is Carson and Hughes getting married. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's a great thing. Yeah, marriage is a is a beautiful thing if you can afford it. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's the other thing. They can afford this house. Can Carson afford a wedding? Because he sure can't. Who's going to pay that wedding? Lady Rose got married in a courthouse. They don't need to afford a wedding. That's true. There are people of the village. I'm sure. It will, I'm sure it'll be modest. That is true. That is true. And I'm sure the Crawleys will help out with that too. Yeah, they better. I'm excited to see where this. Who's Carson's out. best man? Oh boy, Robert. Oh man, that's tough. I don't know. Charlie? Does he bring back Charlie? <laughs> I don't think so. Charlie took his old woman. <laughs> but they got they 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 you know met in the middle at the end. Yeah, that's his, so that's his best friend. Bates. Bates would be the logical choice, I think. Bates? Yeah. You think and, so? Not cause Anna cuz Anna can be for Hughes and it's just like a logical pairing of the two, you know? That would make sense. Pat Moore would be for Hughes. Oh, that's true. That is true. Maybe Barrow. Mosley? <laughs> Maybe Mosley. I could see Mosley. He would mess it up though. He'd be he'd lose the ring. I would never have mostly as like the guy. <laughs> He's like a Three Stooges character. Oh man! All right, that is most of the episode, right? Are we missing anything? I don't think so. There was a moment where uh, they're in the nursery. Well, there's yeah. a couple a couple of small moments that we'll just talk to. Yeah. Um, where it's Edith, Mary, and Branson with the mm-hmm. babies, and Branson's just like, "I'm leaving. Let's let's all just have a moment for Sybil." Yeah. And it's just like this it is a nice the, moment. The last like 10 minutes of this episode are so freaking sweet and good. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just, you know, it's all the feels. For yeah. me, like Bates coming in a little creepy, but you're like, I was pretty. Bates! I, Bates for me, after the, the two hours of note taking watches, I was pretty exhausted actually. But, uh, but it, I just was, I was very happy. It was, it was, episode. it was a sweet, it was, it was sweet actually. I just want to know how that door closed. <laughs> just, just close on until, was that Julian? All right, close the door. <laughs> get it, move on. We got to go. Season, shot. season six is coming. Come on, guys. We got a proposal to get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, any it was this a good episode? Excellent episode. It I was it. it was a fantastic episode. I think the, the Cinderby stuff was so good. Actually, I mean honestly, just like it, it was had such a, a oh yeah. that moment. Now let's do the rankings. In well, there's of, some oh this no, the, the Christmas episode rankings. Christmas episode because last season with the Christmas episode we got the heist, which is so good. Well, nothing is going to beat the season three Christmas special or season two Christmas special. Yeah, that's number one. This I could say actually is like a strong number two possibly. This is better that this would be number two, then the heist, and then Highlands would be the last. Yeah, because of obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. So, any good quotes? There's the moment where Robert is holding baby Sibby, and it's like, "Well, what do you want to call me?" And she's like, "Donk," oh, and yeah. he's like, "Well, wait, is that Sibby or Marigold?" Oh, it is. Is it Marigold? I thought it was Marigold. Oh, it's one of the babies. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's like, well, then call me Donk. Yeah. And the crowd goes, ah, yeah. Donk, Donk, Donk. Oh, I hate that Donk name. Because uh, we're not the lords of Donk on here, okay? <laughs> that's, not, that's not us. Um, I do like the one exchange that Bates and Anna have while they're, while she's having the visit with him. where uh, She's like, do you ever doubt? And he's like, my answer is the same as you told me. Don't doubt. Hmm. Bye bye. I'm gonna to go to Ireland while this works out. Hopefully, I like there, there's a scene where um, they show it's like the beginning of the the bird hunt or whatever, mm-hmm. and they just show him cock the shotgun, and it just goes like poof, poof, smash yeah. cut to Anna in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh geez, just shows yeah. Anna lying on the floor with a cop. Oh, and what's the thing that like um, Bates left instructions uh, to Robert and Cora to like you know don't follow these instructions or whatever like do. The letters. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's the chorus says? Like, thank heaven we have a criminal turn of mind, you know, so we won't follow these things or whatever. Yeah, the the moment with Lord Merton and Isabel inviting them over for the Kurrigan thing is, Violet says, the presence of strangers is the only guarantee of good behavior. Yeah. Because she knows she's going to get whooped up again. That, that's so true. And what, what's the other thing Violet says? You never uh, never complain, never explain, as always says. And Edith's like, you never say that. It's like, you always complain. Yeah, that's all you do, Violet. And then Edith just looks, or gets that look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's the moment where Isabel says, are you upset about Lord or Prince Kurrigan walking away? And she says, no. 
she she just knows that I will never again receive an immoral proposition from a man. I like that like melancholy beat to it. Like that was that was really nice. Anything else? I have one quote, but I forget the context, so I'm not even gonna. Well, they do just do they do that awful thing with Robert. Where he's like, "Oh, I'm having chest pains, whatever." And he's like, "I'm gonna go talk to Edith." And Carrie's like, "Why do you talk to Edith?" And he's like, "Well, I should go talk to her while I can." And it's like, "Well, what are they getting at here with Robert?" And nothing happens. All right. Oh, Daniel Cinderby is a prig. Yeah. Robert calls him. Uh, oh, my, well, we didn't even talk about one of the best beats of this episode is when um, Stoll uh, suspects that Thomas wrote the letter, so he has him right in front of him, and he's like, "Oh." Your, your writing doesn't match that one. Clearly, you didn't do it. What, what kind of, like... <laughs> it just shows, like when we were saying Daisy writes like a little child. <laughs> yeah. Just barrels, like, scrawl. But I just like how Stoll's is like, oh, obviously, this can't be you. You know, just that detective there. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's get to the rankings, Dave. Who, who is on the bottom? The bottom of the bottom. Well, number three for me. Is uh, the man who thought he had won one over in the broth contest. Me too. Septimus. I got Sprat number three. Number He didn't get it done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he just didn't get the job done. Sorry, Sprat. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Yeah, because, you know, he the one thing he wants, even though he complains to the Dowager all the time, yeah. he seems to get so upset mm-hmm. when... You know, like he doesn't get her approval, but all he does is like put in his notice and stuff. Like yeah. he's just a whiner. That's that's so true. It's just like Violet. <laughs> yeah, they're a good, they're a great pair when you think For about sure. it. For sure. Who's number two? Cinderby. Cinderby. He he got caught out with that child. Okay, it's not good. Not a good look. I got Isabel at number two. Yeah, she's she's really. Torn she's up. really. You know, it's not like we see this moment where we realize Violet maybe didn't love. Kurigan. Yeah, but she was sort of smitten with the idea that she's pined after. Whereas Isabel really seems to want to be with Dicky. Yeah, and then you know, the, the kid wrote the letter and said, "Like, get out of here, woman." I, yeah, we don't like you. Well, who's number one then, Dave? C- Cinderby, Lord uh, Cinderby. That's fair. That's Doesn't fair. get much worse than that. Well, uh, for me, it's Lord Merton's number one. Oh man, that's a good call. Because he, like, his sons aren't with he's him. Got, he, he got sideswiped too. Like, he didn't see that coming. And he's clearly upset about it. Whereas, like, I think Isabel's at peace with it. Because I don't also, think she's at peace with she it. She had months to sit with it. She, she hits Merton with it at Christmas time. Imagine him going home at Christmas, just all broken hearted. Poor Merton. Poor man. It's a sad Christmas. It's a sad thing. Christmas for, for him. Just put on the soundtrack of Down Abbey and the Christmas. Yeah. Here, Blake. That's song. where Blake is. Yeah. Uh, who, but. On the yeah. upside, yeah. In third place, mm-hmm. the detectives. What the bar hop duo? Oh, well, okay. Baxter and Mosley. I thought it was such a oh, good. I have Mosley number three too. Actually, <laughs> I thought it was such a good story. Yeah. And the whole like dinner with the the A team of the downstairs staff was great. Yeah. I was very happy. Yeah. I was, was so happy. Yeah. It made me nice. very happy. Yeah. It was good. So who's number two? I got Violet. The Dowager? Yeah. Okay. You know, she she got Kurgan all set straight and everything. Um, She's like wiped it clean. And she got to cherish that moment of being like, you know, proposed to and, uh, you know, go through all that. An indecent proposal. Yeah. I I think it's just a nice episode for Violet there, you know? Yeah, she's a good, uh, she gets the job done. And also that moment of like just reflection, like, you know what, life is so good for me now. I wouldn't change a thing. It's like, that's so good. After a whole season of just like, you know, maybe regret or just wondering if she made the right choice. She knows she does. She did. Yeah. Well, number one. Or who's number two for you? Oh, my number two, Lady Rose. I think she's a she. <laughs> what? She's like in this movie episode for five minutes, dude. She gets her father-in-law, who is on the record as not liking her. Sure. She goes out of her way. Yeah. To help him. It's a win. In a way that's like totally un. You know, she she catches on quick. Yeah, she goes in, she defuses the situation, mm-hmm. and then not only that, but she gets this guy to turn the one eighty yeah. and say, "You got me. You have my secret. I'm so sorry." Yeah, like that's redemption for them. You know, the Cinderbees not liking the relationship. I think that's true. That's good. Number so, one, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's where'd you go with it? I split it. It's it's both Hughes and Carson. I think it's. I, I just gave it to Carson. Wow. All right. 
I mean, the, the revelation that Hughes has been siphoning her money off to her sister the whole time was just like, oh, man, I can't not give her points for that. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, it's honorary, both of them. You're, you're, I've you're, already done yeah. tabulations yeah. and such, so. Okay. They, they're they both Good deserve for them. It. Good for them. All right, so now that's it for season five. It's in the books. It went by really fast, but. On to the next one. Uh, one more season to go. Um we're gonna we're gonna recap the power rankings next week for you. Yep, the total season breakdown. Yep, and then after that, we'll be back with season six, I guess. Um, we'll find out. Yeah, maybe a movie trailer somewhere between then. Hopefully, maybe yeah. catch that chaperone movie, of Elizabeth McGovern. Maybe if it's around. Who knows? Watch. Who knows? We'll 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 see what where it goes. So as always, like we said to our international followers and friends, yeah, hit us up. Let us know if you're listening from somewhere. If you're listening from somewhere mm-hmm. not in the northeast of the United States, yeah. if you're on the West Coast, if you're in the Midwest, if you're a fan and you're just listening to this podcast and you're on the Twitter or you're on the Facebook, mm-hmm. we always say follow us and like us and all that stuff. We're not doing that to boost our numbers. We're doing that because we want to engage with you. Yeah. So all we're asking is say hi. Sure. It's not, you know, we're not, <laughs> don't inconvenience yourselves. But if you're on the Twitter, just tweet us and say, hey, we're listening from wherever you're from. We love the feedback. We love the feedback. But yeah, you know, as always, you can always find us on the podcast. It was the Stitcher, the <laughs> Apple iTunes. You can find us on the Lord's Grant, the podcast. Yeah, I meant to say social media. Uh, um, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram. Shoot us up on that Gmail, if that's your thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Patreon, donate if it's uh, if it's all possible for you. You know, that's, that's cool. Oh, um, we have a special, special Patreon bonus episode coming this month. We do? There's a, a film that we both thoroughly enjoy that has a milestone 20th birthday that was released in May of 1999 that we're going to review for Wait, a are Patreon you, bonus episode. Are you talking about Star Wars? Episode one, The Phantom Menace. We are? Okay. Well, we are. <laughs> That's gonna... our Patreon bonus episode this month. Did we even release our last episode? We recorded yep. it. Where is it? I don't I don't know where the link is. You never shared it with the lounge. I don't put it in the lounge. Where do you put it? The lounge... <laughs> People in the lounge don't get access. That's the that's I'm, I'm on this podcast. I don't even have a link to I it. I email it to you. You didn't email it to me. You sent me the link to the first bonus episode. Oh, yeah. That was my mistake. It's up, though. Link it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let it be known, Patreon listeners, uh, upstairs Patreon supporters, that's a $5 tier. You're hearing the bonus material before Corey does. Yeah, maybe I should start paying for our own, <laughs> our own podcast. Hey, it'll boost our numbers. That'll do that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. I'm, I'm Corey. And I'm Dave. We're the Lord's Grantham. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>